Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 120. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Cody, and Mike Eisenberger. I got that right. So, Congratulations. So, anybody who doesn't know who Mike is, I don't know what your Instagram name is, I forget it. But he's got a pretty cool, like, purple-looking two-door XJ. Is it a two-door? Or is it yeah, a it's a two-door. It's okay, a... it's a two-door. Yeah, I'll let you go into it. What What do you have for a Jeep? Because it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, it's a um, you know, Maroon eighty eight. Uh, it's my first vehicle. I had it since two thousand eight, and uh, over time, you know, it's now it's on thirty sevens. Uh, fairly built stock axles. You know, for as good as you can, fair. You know, somewhat. I think it's ideally normal. make stock axles. I'm yeah. not going to put a bunch of like RCV stuff in it, but yeah, now fuck um, all that stuff. It's I'm not more. trying to blow thousands of dollars on axle shafts because <laughs> just to blow the ringer. <laughs> it's got shock towers in the back, and I, you know, did the redneck fuel cell in the back with the tank. It just kind of like once I started actually using it off road and more of a toy, just kind of spiraled out of control. So it went from a daily as a high school kid to now it doesn't even see eight, you know, eight, nine, uh, nine PSI half the time. It's usually just in my driveway or in the garage. Now, what was but, like the point where you were like, I'm not going to drive this on the road anymore? Honestly, I, it seems very streetable. Maybe that's just the 10 foot Instagram picture uh, <laughs> uh, look, but. What what's holding um, you back there? What was like the the nail in the coffin for it on the road? Uh, it it was no longer the daily. Uh, that the worst and best thing you could do for any Jeep, I think, is getting a pickup truck and having mm-hmm. it sit on the side because you don't care for about it anymore. Especially if you can start taking it to places for fun. Mm-hmm. And I no longer cared about the little things, and that kind of starts collecting. You know, oh, the turn signals don't work. The horn doesn't work. You know what gauges are working? You don't care because you're just gonna hit a tree at some point for fun. Exactly. That's a good I... point. And uh, it's it's definitely a full time job trying to keep a crawler as a somewhat road legal. Uh, I say that very lightly. Um, a driver. Mine was <laughs> like in shambles when we drove it <laughs> to my new apartment. <laughs> it's a little better now, but. Actually, it's not, but we're not going to go into that this episode. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? Is you were like, oh, it's a little bit better now. And in my head, I'm like, how in the fuck could it be potentially better? <laughs> but yes, anyways. Um, I will say that um, I do get lucky with that part because it's not, it's still under my dad's name in Jersey, but I don't care if people, if people know. I'm in Delaware, so it's insured under my name. But in Jersey, anything over 25 years doesn't have to go through inspection, regardless of the plate. So I just pay an online registration fee. I would know there's no way I would pass Delaware inspection. But because I have it in his name, I could just renew the registration and keep the insurance up on it without ever actually having it seen. Interesting. I'm uh, slowly in the process of getting mine back to street legal. That's going to be fun. I think I have to, like, Make you sure my turn push. signals are working. Probably put a hatch on it. Nope. Ain't getting a hatch. Rest of the glass <laughs> is coming out. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> Why? Why you do this? 
up uh, until uh sorry, I'll say up until like maybe what two 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 or so weeks ago, it's been in the driveway with the half doors for you know, since November. You know, just letting in the rain and everything else. It doesn't it's definitely not a you know, a priority to make these things clean if you're still gonna drive on the road. Yeah. What I just came was this the a Bronco, the blue and white thing? Oh yeah, that's a that's what, the uh, the beater. What is this? <laughs> Can we just go into this a little bit? Why does it almost look like a Manchi if I were to like be cross-eyed and looking at it sideways? That's hysterical. Uh, so I've always liked the idea of uh the budget build-offs that like you know Fred and uh, Dave Chappelle used to do. And yep. I'm in a group chat. I don't know if you guys ever heard of a four link four wheel drive. My buddy Nick, he's uh has his own little fab shop in uh PA and we're in this group chat and every time we all get together, it's like six of us. It's a shit show. And <laughs> I was like, There's enough of us. We could do something. So one day uh, you know, we start chatting and I was like, Let's get like a thousand dollar budget build for you to buy and fix up a vehicle and then let's just take the Narash. And uh slowly people started gathering stuff and I had this buddy that had this Broncos in his uh at his like farm and he had a title for it and five hundred dollars he said. <laughs> it just I uh, I bought it. He put it on the trailer for me, put a new battery in it, and uh I found some kid on Facebook that had thirty fives with the uh, they're all dry rod from like I think they're fifteen or so years old, all mixed matched, and you want a hundred dollars for them mounted with with some like half tread. I was like, yes. <laughs> so I didn't even lift it. I just took the entire rear quarter uh, inner wells out. I cut out the entire like fender and the inner liner on the on the Bronco in the front, so it's got no lift. Fits thirty fives. And then I knew I couldn't have that gas tank hanging in the back, so I ripped the back seat out and I ratchet strapped that down. <laughs> and I just thought that the body lines were too cool to not cut. So, you know, I'm in an HOA and I my neighbors are watching me standing on the roof of the sawzall one day and I'm going to town on the on the pillars and the on the roof, kicking the thing sawing down my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so now that was funny. The when you guys went to Roush a few years ago, now I'm talking to Luke and Graham, and you guys watched a vehicle get put on a trailer in half. Was that his crew? Was that my crew? I think that was the Long Island boys. No, friends. I don't know who that was. Um, but yeah, we saw somebody doing that. You guys, you could do that at Roush, yeah. Um, Roush is kind of like the common ground because mm-hmm. most of them are from PA. Mm-hmm. Um, that was this past year was the first year we've done that. I don't know when the next one is. Half of the people there actually have pretty nice Jeeps, but you know, two of them just got tons put underneath them. One's a TJ, the other one's a WJ on 43s, and neither one of them have like you know any way of getting down the road at the moment. So I think they're focusing on that more than trying to find another vehicle to build. Lame, but, yeah, they gotta be like me and just have several vehicles sitting around their their house <laughs> on that <laughs> note oh sorry i was gonna I say, say i think it. i'm the only one that lives at a house i think everyone else lives at their parents house so they gotta mm-hmm. they gotta still listen to mommy and daddy a little bit <laughs> <laughs> only two cars at the driveway 
Does that count trailers? Because <laughs> it's technically not a car, right? Car. It's got wheels. It's got four wheels. But it doesn't have an engine or steering. So, like, you know, arguments could be made. You could attach them. I don't count it. <laughs> I mean, I pay now the same registration fee for my trailer, but I, it's not a vehicle. Yeah, this I guess motor. you can't drive a trailer. You have to tow a trailer. So, If anything, it carries potential mm. to your next project. Right. That's mm, yeah. Good point. You also, those got cars out expensive. of the driveway, which is invaluable for the parent. My uh, trailer right now is being used as a, uh, it's being squatted by a 1975 Dodge Dart that I picked up for free. And uh, I can't use it for the Jeep until I get this thing off of it. <laughs> and you live at, in an HOA? Yeah. And they're okay with this. They, uh, my one neighbor sent me a link to a Facebook listing for another car. So okay, <laughs> that sounds like the best, uh, the only HOA that might be worth living in. Holy shit! I don't. My uh, president of the HOA yelled at us because we let our dog, you know, take a shit on the, her neighbor's lawn. So thankfully, she's on the opposite side. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. they're still hard asses, but just got. I got lucky no that shit. I live, you know, you know, on a cul-de-sac with some cool neighbors and no one complains about mm-hmm. anything. It's probably because you're courteous for the most part, and that usually does help. I've been out there with the garage doors open at nine something at night with the grinder in my hand. No one said anything, so shit. That's but impressive. I do also socialize enough with them to know, you know, what everyone's feeling. Like my neighbor, I had to go through half of his uh, front lawn to get my trailer out the backyard, and he doesn't care. Well, that's a nice guy. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's I was kind of worried. Uh, I dragged it out of like a foot of snow last year for a snowing trip. And, uh, we went trip to Anthracite. And uh, I I told him because I didn't want to, you know, I took a dirt bike through the backfield before that. And I just saw the ruts that it left. So I was like, uh, it's wet grass. I want to leave these marks. But he said he didn't care. That's sweet. Um. So you said that you wheel a lot at like Roush and Carthite or however the hell it's pronounced. Anthracite, but yeah. Carthite. <laughs> man, that's a big word. There's like multiple vowels and a couple other things in there. It, it's complicated. Okay, I'm reading it. I'm not. You know, where are you I reading hear... it? Backwards with his read. eyes upside down. Yeah. Anthropite. Uh, <laughs> He's got that's the teleprompter make... in front of him. <laughs> no, I've read that's it online. That's why they make it so cheap. That's why it's cheap, because they know how hard it is to say. <laughs> is What's that your a, take is that on Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? Yeah, that's yeah, AOAA. It's, it's like oh, 30 minutes, okay. maybe 40 minutes away from Roush. Um, I, the thing I like the most about it between you know is uh, it's open Mondays, because my work schedule does not always allow me to go out much on the weekends. So I, I'll do a, you know, six hour round trip to get up there on a one day on, a, on like a Monday with like one or two friends just to get out. But Jeez. it's not, uh, I like the price and that's about as far as I could say. I mean, their reds aren't like rash. Like I, I don't know how I would do on them. Like you need at least a 40 to go down them and with no care for body damage. Uh, the blacks are fun. And the blues are like, you know, 
the blues are kind of like a tough blue at Roush, but there's only so many, you know, it's like a handful of fun trails that are worth going to versus Roush. We're not going to be on the red trail within the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's I've like a service that. road that I have to take in almost two wheel drive for a good, like 10 minutes to get to like the corner I like to go to where they have a bunch of, or a handful of the blues and stuff all connected. Mm. That sort of lines up with what we've heard is it's, it's got some fuck you trails and it also, and every, everything else is pretty sparse or, um, you know, not quite, uh, difficult, not difficult. I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know the actual layout. We were told for people on 35s, it's pretty fun for people who have insane bouncers and big old fucking balls. It's fun. The rest just don't even bother. It's pretty much what we were told. Yes. <laughs> I think if you want to go for like, um, if, if you want to do more like a scenic, you know, want to go see the sights, I think they have a lot more better views overall. Mm. It's kind of like a larger version of across the street from Roush. I, I always forget the name of that side of the property when you cross the street. Okay. Yeah. But we went there last year. It was fun. There's a couple of, uh, there's like F trail, which is like the first trail you come across there. That's a fun, like red, mm. black, red, but. You kind of have to drive if you want to go to like see anything really fun, and it's kind of the same th- way, but it's just larger. So the trails that are worth going to are spread out. There's a lot of greens in the way, which is kind of boring when you're spending, you know, half your day just commuting, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I guess during the weekends, I've never been there on a weekend, but you got to watch out for all the side by sides and quads and. I've never gone there on a Monday and had another full-size rig that wasn't with us. I bet most people usually work on Mondays, so <laughs> I'm surprised you have any friends who come out with you on Mondays. That's honestly that's such an odd day. Enough. I got to ask by like, two months advance for them to call out of work. <laughs> You'll probably still get mandated. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the weekends off. Okay, you know it's tough. Yeah, that's why I'm not there as often as I or out at events as much as I like to be. One of my buddies who I play video games with has been he was he's been a CEO forever. If you want me to cut that out, I can't. I know how comfortable you are with that. Anyways, um, okay. okay. Uh, he pretty much like he's been on the most fucked up schedule and like like I don't know being around him and hearing different things. Like I, this scheduling is one of the most. crazy ridiculous where it's like okay yeah you're gonna work this 12-hour shift but sorry your co-worker called out now you're getting mandated oh another 12-hour shift huh get over it see you tomorrow it's like what like stuff stuff like that is mind-blowing i don't have that schedule um they are you know they are trying to talk about you know the union that we have is trying to talk about going to that because other states are doing it but no Mm -hmm. we have a normal eight-hour shift so no nice. time to get a little, you know, fucky is uh, we have a thing called like, you know, it's mandatory overtime. You know, they mm-hmm. have a list. If you come up and it's been a lot while since you've been told you have to stay, you know, it's first, you know, you get a credit. So you can do it. You get to the bottom of the list. And so if you get called to stay, you have to stay an extra eight hours. Eight just hours? Eight, eight hours is not that bad. So there, yeah, it's 16 so, hours. And then you go home for maybe cat, like, Four hours of sleep and come back in. Yeah, come back in for another eight hours shift to hope to not get another eight hours yeah. on top. <laughs> you, you, you might. Uh, you know, they it's not like a one and done. They can it's up to 
technically it's they can keep you two days in a row. What? Are you allowed to sleep? Uh when you go home for those couple hours. God damn. God damn. But, uh, I don't know. I I sign up for two a week. You know, there's people that do five. Every day they do sixteens. Jeez. Sixteen hours every single day. They um, must love money. <laughs> They they get a lot of it. It's not worth it. I got enough stuff at home to do. Maybe they have friends at work, you know? Like, they're just hanging out with the guys in the cells. <laughs> like, I want to hang out with my boys, dude. <laughs> oh, jeez. That'd be terrible. Yeah, those are people that we don't want to be around. You gotta, you gotta keep a balance. So, but, um, I have my reasonings why I'm still on stock axles and 35s. What are your reasonings? Because it clearly does well, which I've kind of some. I'm in a similar boat where my ship box does well. It does what I need it to. And it's stupid simple. What do, what have you found, and why do you keep it on stock axle? And again, I'm saying quotation stock axle because you know Dana 30 44. Um, I. I just don't use it. I don't think enough to invest the money. I mean, I have fun with it. I go and I can follow my friends that are on tons. I just have to pick the right line or just not get too cocky. But I I don't think I use it enough to justify the amount of money I would want to spend on tons. Good point. That being said, 37s were never on the really on the uh, plans either. So <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I just realized I'm like, oh shit, I assumed they were 35s, but no, they're fucking 37s. Now, how many shafts, axle shafts, do you just have hanging out in the back? Because I know I have quite a few that I bring with me, and I'm only on 35s. Uh, you know, that's that's a tough one. I uh last time I went out, I snapped one and then my backup shaft was probably one I should have replaced and uh that one blew these are both driver shafts. I blew that one too on like the end of the day on like a blue going back you know to the trailer. So I should keep more, but they're getting harder to find around me. I can't find that many. So I'm gonna invest in some Kramala shafts with a, a decent warranty so I don't have to worry too much. But I did have to rely on a friend one time just to so I could steal his. <laughs> Give me that shaft. Thing. Somebody's always got a thirty shaft. There will never not be one floating around. Yeah, but I used to say say the same thing about a five hundred dollars ship box on Facebook Marketplace. I haven't seen many of those lately. No, I just mean oh. like when you're at a off road park and you oh, broke all your yeah. spares and you're like, "Can I buy one?" <laughs> like yeah. somebody's gonna have one. Let's be honest. I haven't oh, been to the yard in a while, like the junkyard down the road from me. But last time I was there, they only had one XJ. It's getting it's getting kind of weird. I'm seeing more WJs in this junkyard than I am XJs. Oh no, people are catching on. Times well, are they're changing. They're just all getting crushed. They're all turning into spoons. That's why I'm just like, let me just invest the money into, um, like core. I talked to them. I mean, no carbon, carbon off road. Mm-hmm. They do a, a 15 year, um, life. It's a lifetime. Unlimited uh, warranty with no tire max size. What? That sounds so, like a recipe for disaster for them. But the guy's like, as long as you, I call them, he says, as long as you're not doing, you know, 40s on a 30 and snapping shafts every week, you know, we'll replace them. We'll send you the whole unit assembled every time. Hmm. I said, well, that's kind of worth it to me. 
and they give a 10% off discount for first responders. So I was like, even more savings. There you go. Yeah. That's solid. Bad deal. It's not so bad not- when you think about it versus going to a junkyard and then having to buy new U-joints to rebuild them. And then trust, you know, I don't really trust my tack welds on these U-joints. I think that might be part of why I snapped them. I'm too worried about the grease and the needle bearings. So I don't know yeah. if I'm getting them not hot enough. If if you're... So... The full circle clip stuff is great, but it's not enough. A full circle clip can still back out, especially on a little shaft this like weld, a 30. Just uh, tack the caps, call it a day. If you tack the top and you do like a decent tack, and as long as it's the tack isn't cracking loose immediately, then I'd say you're probably fine. All I, you're really doing, right, is holding that cap in position. You're not really trying to... Um, I will say, though, I have broken less shafts since doing the caps. Like, doing, like, the covers. But and I, then again, a lot of my times when I was snapping shafts were due to the fact that I was egging them out and then losing a cap and then snapping it from there. But Yeah, and you're egging them out because you're losing the clip at some point. Or, I mean, this is probably part of it. I mean, you can break a 30 shaft without the U-joint moving at all, I'm sure. But uh, when you drop that clip, it's game over for those things. They just spit them and you're done. Yeah. It eggs out after when there's nothing left. <laughs> I was well, on a 35s. I ran those for, I think, two or so years with the same U-joints. And I never had an issue. And what? Then, yeah, yeah no I must have been babying it. I, I just had, you know, rebuilt with Spicer oh, non-greasables. And uh, I did find, like, after the first trip of the 37s, that they they definitely had, like, the needles were definitely, you know, fall, going to dust because I could see the actual inside joint moving a little bit more oh, than God. I wanted to. <laughs> now, was it locked in the front? Yeah. Uh, okay. I have okay. Aussie lockers, front and rear, um, 456s. Um. Enough to get me in trouble if I if I you know have a couple confidence cans in my truck. In my Jeep. <laughs> Are you saying that confidence cans might induce axle shaft failure? Is that a common occurrence? It might be. Uh, oh, I have to investigate it? this. <laughs> it does appear to correlate with my experience. How <laughs> many of those said cans would you feel is the is the limit? <laughs> like okay after four all the axle shafts i think it depends on who's supplying (laughs) if i'm bringing like a like a pbr it might be six but if someone's bringing out some ipa it might be two Mm, good point good point i know that uh, there we get you (laughs) (laughs) my experience at the moment is that it was three sips off the skill jar and odana 60 shaft leaves the chat (laughs) um add and then the next day about the same results but it was a dan or a np231 so your mind you snapped the joint at the at the 231 no i snapped the 231 oh geez (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, not supposed to go like that no (laughs) (laughs) i launched the part of the planetary out the side of it so yeah, what was that? Uh, Roush. It's a good time right. to upgrade to a six gear. Yeah. Uh, right if when I you upgrade, got the window. 
If I upgrade <laughs> to a six gear, you mean slap in the spare case that I had laying around? Then yes. <laughs> Didn't I give you that case? Uh, no, that case is the new spare case. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Now, speaking of transfer cases, I'm pretty sure you're the one who posted your trans tunnel all cut up with the yellow uh, half of 231 in there. What are you doing there? That That is me. Um, <laughs> that's my uh, 231-300 um, build that I'm putting in to see how long a front you know, dig will do to a 30. Oh <laughs> my god. I've never seen one, so I figured I should be the one to test it. Sounds valid to me. So <laughs> You got warranties on those chefs. They didn't say anything about uh, only using front-wheel drive. I I don't have the uh I don't think I have the funds to buy those shafts at the moment, so we're gonna see how the stock spicer does on the Ooh, uh, stock shaft. Okay, shaft. okay. Yeah, just give yeah. it like two tacks. I'm thinking um I'm thinking if I want to, I could probably just back it off the trailer and rip it for a second in the parking lot at Roush and then just put it back on the trailer whooping. <laughs> maybe well, not yeah. even maybe not even turn, maybe just put the front dig on and just launch it. You at least know if it's gonna break or not right away. <laughs> I got that that whole deal. I uh, was a it's. I didn't spend too much into it, so that's why I'm kind of like wanting to do it. And I mean, uh, aside from the obvious uh, seven to one ratio that it'll give me, mm-hmm. turning radius is just terrible when you have lunchbox walkers, and I it's annoying having to do like a five point turn when friends that can unlock their front can just do a two point. Or sometimes just go around you. So I'm looking forward to being able to just pop that lever out and keep the rear and low and put the front in neutral for a second. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of options uh, with with the, the twin stick stuff and you know just having the extra gearing alone I think will be huge. Um, th- you already some... have the ground clearance. Like insane ground clearance compared to most other rigs I'd I'd say. So some dude was giving away the selling the CJ Trans and this 300 for a hundred dollars. That's not bad at all. Wow. I nope. sold the Trans to my buddy for fifty dollars. Damn. <laughs> so, so I mean, also, uh, I think this is one of the few times where you can actually get away with running stock outputs because, like, you'll blow the axles before you blow the stock outputs. It's that's like my great. argument too. That's what I've been saying because yeah. I have friends that run that same setup, and like a couple of them are saying, you know, you might as well spend the money, do it now. I'm like, I don't think it's going to be an issue until I one day go tons. I think the 30 is going to go before the the output, especially since I'm going to put a rear support on it. I can tell you from experience that. Um... If you give her the beans on tons and 43 stickies, it does, in fact, <laughs> send both outputs to the moon. Oh, that's awesome. Though. Or to the I'm bottom sure. of the belly pan. Um, yeah, same difference. It sends them back to God, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I have a trip in April, and... Um, I don't really get motivation to do anything with the Jeep until I have a deadline to meet. And I've been having this case and this uh, crawl box 231 for over a year now. 
with the with shifters. I've just been too lazy and haven't spent the time to do it. It's definitely sort of a it's a project that kind of sneaks up on you too, because the there's so many little things that you don't think about. At least that's been my experience, even with with mine and with the other. With this, I think it's a very similar setup to what you put in are putting in yours. Um, I didn't have to do a ton of work to it, but you know, it's routing those cables and clearancing the floor and all that stuff. Are you clocking it up pretty flat? How's your clearance looking? Uh, so the way my my friend uh. And he got the file, the CAD file. He cut it out himself, and uh, then he he built the box, and then let it sit for a couple of years before he just ended up getting rid of the Jeep. And he sold me the everything that he had there. So he has got like every inch is another hole around the ring to clock it. And yeah. oh my god, the, yeah, it's it's a half inch thick of aluminum plate with a bunch of holes around the whole thing. And when I was clocking it. It was in between two holes, so you know, of course, I had to drop it down. So it's gonna be probably a little bit lower angle than the uh, the forty two I had in there, the two forty two. But it's still gonna be above my cross member, so I can still put a skid in in the middle. Yeah, I had it going through the floor for a second, and it was probably close to like a a little bit higher than a forty five degree. You know. It wasn't flat, but it was definitely, pretty, uh, I don't know, greater than 45 degrees. Um, but like I said, I could either go completely flat or I can go and make it a little bit easier on myself and just go down a little bit. Yeah. And you get more seat clearance. I don't know how tall you are, but um, the only reason I've been able to clock mine so flat is because I'm short. If I was tall, I'd be screwed. <laughs> I'm a I'm a short king. I'm five six. There you go. Yeah. So you'll have no problem. You can you can clock that thing up if you wanted to. But then you've <laughs> got to get into the floor way more. I can. It's it's not um, it's not ideal for floor pans. Those floor now, pans are. Now what setup do you have? Do you have a uh, like an eco box in front of a yeah, three hundred? I run the eco box in a two hundred five, but I shaved the two hundred five, so it's you know clearance wise, it's a little better, but it's still a a bear in my floor pan is way higher up than mm-hmm. or not way higher up, but it, it sits a little higher than factory because of that. Yeah. The, this is the same. It's the same thing. It just, yeah, I didn't get fancy with a billet case. I just got to have this pre-made, you know, chopped in half redneck two thirty one. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Honestly. I mean, m- there might be a little bit of strength you get out of going with an eco box, but I mean, at least with the two, half of a 231, um, you know, you don't have to... Uh, the detent on that shifter is probably stronger than the one they give you in the old eco box. Apparently, according to um, uh, Jason, who we talked with a couple weeks ago, I think, yeah, um, there's a new version of the eco box out that uses a... You change the input shaft on your 300 or your 205, and instead of having, like, an intermediate shaft in the eco box which I thought was pretty neat. And I wonder if they changed the detents around for that as well. I'm not sure, but um, uh, it's a... Uh, I had, the nice thing is that JB uh, Custom Cables makes a kit for this setup that I have. So mm-hmm. I got that kit. So everything bolts right on. I don't have to mess with kit, like custom brackets or anything. Yeah. And 
So your front output, now the 300 outputs on, at least the one that I worked with, it had an advanced adapters kit and it sucked. I don't know what you're running. I don't because at least it didn't work very well with that e- or the the 231 rock box cuz like I said I put one of those very similar to yours together with the same shifters and then the the actual mounting of it was a nightmare cuz he didn't buy the rods that we had weren't um it's not a traditional like uh fork style it was just a peg with a threaded end on it so um is is yours uh what sort of adapter it doesn't even have an adapter or is it just factory for the uh shifters uh the front output oh, right the front know, output yeah, factory yeah. okay the yeah, front so output probably... factory i just changed the yoke to a, a one of the spare 231s i acquired from some friends gotcha is it a different yoke normally uh yeah it's a um it's a different fitting uh, i'm trying to remember i think it was like a almost like a strap it's been a while since i've done it but it was i think it was a bolt through like i think it was threaded into the yoke instead of the bolt going through the yoke oh gotcha okay oh, so, yeah it must have been for a cap right just a single single u joint makes sense it must have been i i never my buddy's got cj7 that the one i sold the trans to but i never actually looked at it really other than knowing what i had to change out i was just i took the whole thing apart um and that was kind of a pain because they have 20,000 needle bearings in the center of this thing. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're worse than the 205. <laughs> Just needle bearings everywhere. I was like, I'm going to, these things leak. So I'm going to get as many seals as I can to replace it. So I have at least some excuse to say why they shouldn't be leaking. No. <laughs> they, apparently they're going to leak everywhere. The, the best part I think was, uh, so uh, I don't know if you guys know about the uh, the gear cuts between planetary gears. No, I'm not too familiar with it. These guys might be. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I I I know that they cut them, <laughs> but I don't, know, I don't know the details on them. I think there's like, a different gear angle on a couple models. It's like after ninety something, like the uh, the T thirty ones and the T forty twos. All, all those got different, like slightly different, different sharpened mm. teeth, like to the gear. So you you could technically drop one of the old school ones into the newer one, like around to a to a sharp, but it doesn't. Apparently, it sounds like you have beer cans inside your transfer case. It's it's chittering oh, down the road. God. So yeah. when I got this two thirty one, it was for a ninety eight, and mine being the eighty eight. I had to change the annuus gear out from the inside of the housing, and the and I got a six to uh, six, um, what's it called? Pinion. The uh, the planetary gear. I got the six, uh, whatever that thing is called. Interesting. Maybe that's why mine sounds like it's like it sounds horrible sometimes, not all the time, but huh? <laughs> I never I didn't think about that. I knew Wait, was you talking about the one that I bought from you? <laughs> no, 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 like, no, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 no. I was like, my, shit, that ain't even in yet. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering, I, I don't know. I mean, if they fit together, uh, it, maybe that's what's making all my noise. I don't know. I always yeah, thought it, it was just low on fluid. It, it, they'll fit together, but you can feel like there's a little bit of a resistance almost with your mm-hmm. hand. So I guess under power, it's just it just sounds terrible. So I had to put the uh, the crawl box in the oven, at, you know, in my family yep. oven. 
And uh, I turned that thing on to like 500. And while the wife and the little one are in the living room smelling the oil burning off of it. Oh, God. oh the trans oh, uh, ATF just in the in the house. Yep. Like a fresh roast. <laughs> yeah. um, it helps build character. Right? Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marinating. <laughs> it was right next to the brisket. So. Oh, perfect. Really I just... was doing, I, I did that, I think, like two or three times. I, did, I took it outside and started wailing on this, uh, this annulus gear, which is the gear that sits inside the housing. And then I tossed it back in just to get it hot so I could knock it out another eighth of an inch. And then I had to do it again when I put the other gear back into the housing. Yeah. I just cut it out. I didn't bother with that. <laughs> well, I did, I, did, I did that for the, uh, for the donor. The donor case I got from an AX5YJ. That was a uh, 2.5 uh, liter. Mm-hmm. And he cracked his going down the highway. So I, I cut that out and was able to knock that gear out. But I wasn't going to mess with the scrawl box. I was trying to preserve the crawl box. It's already been taken. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I had no, I've had, uh, I've had to go through three different, it's three different transfer cases technically into this one crawl box. Cause then I had to go source another one for the detent ball in spring. And my buddy just gave me his. So there's a lot of sacrifice going into these, uh, a lot of tra- 231 tra- sacrifices for one case. Yeah. Well, fortunately, there's, millions of them so it's you know no harm no foul at least for now that's true hopefully i never had to take this thing out <laughs> you say that uh plan for it it's not uh something you ever expect to have to do but uh I, i'm kicking myself for making mine as difficult as it is to take out it's just heavy too they're not uh definitely hard at a service well, two hundred fives are not, you know, not known no. for being light. No. <laughs> but uh, but they, they do have the, those nice outputs. <laughs> well, yeah, the thirty-two spline is nice, but even even just like the the length of it all, it's just a beefy case. I I can't imagine the two thirty-one, three hundred is too much different. A little lighter, maybe, but it's still a cast case, right? Yeah, it's a cast case, so it's still a bear to pick up. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to put it all in as one unit. I have a motorcycle lift, so I'm thinking oh, that, that yeah, might that be high work. enough. I haven't it been smart enough be, to use it yet, though. Might not be maneuverable enough to get you to like, to maybe pick it up with that, and then you have to muscle it in. I don't know. Depends on how heavy it is. My motorcycle lift is on wheels. I think mine would have been able to do. It. Is yours on wheels, or does it have the doll? Like, does it have dolly wheels, or is it like the straight wheels? It's got dolly wheels. Oh, you could probably make it work then. I Just think I can. Does it? How does your front tire hook in? Is it like the, um, is it like the drop down in, or is it like where it's like a like a hook? The uh, front tire for the bike. Oh wait, hold on. Okay, so there's two different. Okay, so are you talking just like like a like a dirt bike style one that you set under and then you push your foot pedal down, or are you talking about like one of the full one? There's so many different styles. Honestly, it's it's not even worth me continue going on this. Never mind. <laughs> I'll I'll bring it up to see. Uh, my buddy gave it to me. It's a Harbor Freight one. If that makes any difference, it's cheap. Let's see. Here it is. It's got like a big long handle. Just like a floor jack. 
All right, so That's it's good. got do- it's got casters in the back and just like straight fixed dolly wheels in the front. I think you foot can pedal. make that work. I think you can make that work. Try. I was trying to like do the math of how heavy I think this thing as a unit is if I put it on my chest. That's what I've been doing with the 300. Is I kind of just stand up, sit down, and just hold it against my chest and bench press it up. Yeah, just practice. You get some practice in, and it'll be easy. And then just work up to doing the whole thing. Yeah, I'm sure nobody's around, so if it falls in my face, I can't ask for help. <laughs> to get to a point where you can kind of throw it, you know, up and down, so then you're really feeling strong for the time when you really put it in. I think that'll be perfect for you. <laughs> How else are you going to do a repair on it in the middle of the woods if you can't do it by yourself in the garage? Exactly. Triple A. I heard their their customer service is fantastic. <laughs> Just call for a tow and be like, no, 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 I don't need a tow, but I need you to help me to put in my doubler. <laughs> Please. Please. Your, du- your double what? <laughs> Just what get under here. Out of? <laughs> you said you needed a gas can? <laughs> I never had a deal with Triple A, but I, I had a deal with U-Haul's uh, you know, they basically do like a triple A service. If you uh, blow out a tire and you got to wait for one of their contractor guys, I, I blew out one of their trailer tires like 20 minutes from my house on the way back from Roush. And I had to wait an extra hour and a half on the highway because they said I couldn't leave it. So I don't think I want to rely on triple A to show up in the woods. No, no, you they're don't. not very helpful in the woods. I will say that they're also not very good when you're in Rhode Island uh, at all. Um. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that day. <laughs> they literally towed me off the highway to a mall parking lot, and then they said they couldn't tow me anymore, uh, or something like that, until the morning. And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm sleeping here." <laughs> well, so I was like, "Okay, bring me around to the back of the mall in my shipbox truck, so I can sleep in it, and call me in the morning when you can tow me the rest of the way, idiots." And then the oh the the um. Uh, what are the people called on the phone? The um, uh, operator. Yeah, the operators were like freaking out because they kept they kept calling me every two like hour trying to get a hour or two hours whatever it was asking me like you know if I if I was in a safe place I was like well I mean I'm all parking lot sleeping in my truck where you left me uh, <laughs> and you told me you couldn't get anybody out here stop calling me call me in the morning when you can get me towed <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> I still remember that night. That was fantastic. (laughs) The one time I blew a tire out 10 minutes from Roush and uh, I called them and I told them I'm leaving the truck and trailer on the side of the highway. I I unloaded the Jeep and drove it up to Roush and wheeled it for the day. And by the time we got back, it was fixed. Damn. That's pretty good. Change your tire on the side of the highway? Yeah, I, I guess they did. I was not with them. I just said I'm out. You know, they they changed the uh, they changed the trailer tire. That's their trailer. That's yeah. their fault. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so did you fault. take the jeep off the trailer, go wheeling, and while you were wheeling, they fixed your tire on the side of the highway? Oh yeah, that's incredible. I'm so surprised that they actually did that for you. That's great. I was, I was like, I'm ten minutes. Like we just woke up. Yeah, you know, we stay at one of the hotels because it's in the winter. I'm not going to wait on the side of the highway when I'm so close. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drive I, this thing out to I'd the parking the lot. Thing. <laughs> I don't know, 10 minutes, though. You could probably limp the, limp the thing. I don't know. That was when I had the, the Ford four, with the 4.6 in it. 
That mm. thing sucked. <laughs> I, you know, two wheel drive F one fifty for ninety seven. It's good on the road. Sucks almost everywhere that you actually have to use a truck for. Yeah. Oof, Early nineties. Yeah, mid nineties is. Is that late nineties? I don't know. I'm gonna call it ninety six. Would be late nineties, yeah. Because like, if ninety five was half, yeah. But is, you know. would ninety six be mid nineties then? I, I guess maybe you're right. Like we could go based off percentage. If you did like ninety three, would be like early nineties, and like that's thirty three percent. Numbers work. And then like ninety six would be like sixty six percent. So like that'd be like yeah. I guess you're wrong. You're not wrong here. I'm gonna need to see the uh, build sheet. What month was it made? <laughs> I need to know. Where's your birth certificate? Now is it just reg- or is it just labeled as a 97, but it's actually a 96? It's important. Yeah. The late models, those ones, those ones were good. Those early models, 96 and a half down. Couldn't do it. Oh, you, I went from that in U-Hauls to a. 17 ram 2500 with my own trailer and it's been the best thing ever so yeah that's a solid U-Haul trailers are u-haul trailers are terrible to tie down on too mm. uh, have you ever used one yes. you guys? oh yeah oh yeah the and tie you... down like in fr- the rear tie downs in front of your axle yes. yep <laughs> and then you're airing down the front just to get those stupid ass straps over top of the tire enough to strap it down and now you're tired they don't even fit over mine. Yeah, cool. I made that mistake the first time I went up there. I was on like 33, 1050s, and uh, I was like, well, I don't have any uh, ratchet straps. I guess I better just, uh, I better try and make this thing fit. And I, I just basically unplugged the, uh, I took the valve core out. It was just down to nothing. Jesus. Yeah, after that, I just bought my own straps. I never used the tire uh, covers. See, with those, I always did the tire covers just because, like, I didn't want to have any reason for U-Haul to be like, no, this was your fault. Like, like, no, I did it the way you intended. And, yeah, that's why I always did it that way. I was going to be in trouble anyway. I, My uh, Ford was never clear to tow the Cherokee, so I always told them I was towing a Neon or a Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> so that was that's one of the reasons why I, uh, why I had to get it off the trailer go wheel roused. So one day I was like, oh, man. They're going to catch me in the act. <laughs> They're going to find out. Uh, I mean, yeah. it kind of looks like a samurai, right? Like if you just squish the back, like not squish, if you like pull the back a little bit stretched out, you can probably get away with it. Or if it, no, it's a two door, your red one, it might, it might pass. People might I, consider it. I just don't, I don't know what the weight is on a Suzuki, but I was like, it can't be that much of a difference. So whatever. <laughs> I, the second, the second time they blew out on me was when we were close to home. And, uh, we had just got this dog that we had now, and uh, he was home alone for like six hours from the last time one of the family members was able to check in on him. And the wife, I was like, you got to get home. So she drove the Jeep after we did our first couple uh, reds that weekend. So that that was uh, pretty rough. And I didn't do any checkovers. And she had the half doors in November, and she was going down the highway. Woo! That's chilly. Like, yeah, that's probably cold. Yeah, she did wasn't. I think that was, the last, that was the last time I think she was in it now that I think about it. Oof, I wonder why. why. I don't know. <laughs> it's been like five years. <laughs> she hasn't gone off road since. Hmm. <laughs> A little cold. It's only gone... Have you seen that video? The uh, the guy in the pickup truck. It was like some meme of like taking your girl out, and it's just like him jumping this square body OBS Chevy just on every dirt road. 
No, I've not seen that. It's seen like it. a clip from like some movie or something. I was like, and I tagged her. Oh, I was like, it's the Ford. Us. It's the Ford driving off the. Is it in the desert? Is it Ford? I, I think it's I don't know Ford. if it's an advertisement or something, but and, I was and like, and this he's got is going to be in the passenger seat. Yeah, and like jumping the the roads and stuff. Yeah, that's a Ford because Jacob sends me that all the time because <laughs> he's I, a massive Ford guy. <laughs> I tagged her. I said, "This is gonna be you the next time" because it's only gotten worse. You know, the confidence <laughs> had just gone up. The trails had just gone worse. Yep. <laughs> We're not doing you know blues and a couple blacks. We're doing mostly blacks and a couple reds now, and. We're seeing what we could do and what we could drag friends into. Mm-hmm. I will say that the Roush Creek blacks don't count as blacks. They're like mild blues everywhere else. Yeah. That's why yeah. if I went up to like um like fields and forests, I would probably stick with like a blue black and just see like what I can get into. Hell well, honestly, some of the greens are fucked up mm-hmm. there. Jeez. Lake trails, if you've got lockers and thirty sevens on stock axles, like I mean, you might be blowing a lot of shafts, but you could get through Lake Trail without an issue, I would think. Plenty of ground clearance, which I think is the biggest hang-up on that trail in specific. Could be wrong. I definitely want to try to get out of PA. Uh, I mean, that's the only place I've ever actually wheeled was... I went to school out by um, Pittsburgh out there, and there's a park that was pretty nice. That was my first like introduction to rocks. It's called uh, Doe Valley. And that place has shut down, really. No, oh, it's it shut down. <laughs> it's 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 got bought out by some family or something, but they don't. They now only let people who they know on there. Like they used to be a club-oriented land that would open up for like kind of like the Cove. It was only for like events, but uh, apparently now that even though the trails are still there, they only let people that they know go on. So I don't know anybody that's close to that family anymore to get there, but. That was the first time I went from like state forest to like an actual trail, and I was like, "This is oh, that was the spot uh, Damien was talking about, Graham." When we were at oh uh, shoot, yeah, he was talking about that, wasn't he? Yeah, it's called Big Rubbers Doe Valley. Like Big Rubbers was the club, Doe Valley was like the land that they called yep. it. Yeah, you know, I went out there. It was pretty nice. They had a, from what I saw, a decent amount of trails, and there's some buggies and stuff out there, um, but. That was in college, and I was still rocking a 35 in the back on 31s, and I was like, uh, this is still the, the fresh age of being comfortable to cut it. You know, I didn't even like to cut the thing back in the when I first got it, that baby phase. <laughs> now I just throw anything at it. <laughs> yeah, once you make those first few cuts, uh, the Band-Aid is ripped off, and then it's a downhill spiral. Yeah, I was kind of over it, and then like... um with my XJ, it was just, eh, cut the floor out, cut everything out, fuck it, we'll fix it later. And then I made Graham do it. <laughs> I think the, the cut and fold, that was the big mark, that was the big change. Once I did that cut and fold in the back, I was just like, I just don't care anymore. See, that one didn't bother me that much because my rear quarter was like rotted. One side was basically gone. So when I pulled those covers off and was just working, you know, just basically removing rust i i was okay with that one that didn't get me i think it was cutting the fenders for the very first time yeah uh, sort of or you know doing the cut and fold and all that fancy stuff like that's what that's what sort of ended it for me i'm like okay it's cut up now i agree i got a a couple uh you know like old pictures when it was really clean in college and 
somebody on Reddit, they made like a um, AMC like ad with mine. You know, they, I like to, I guess they liked it enough that they wanted to make it. And it looks really nice on like 31 inch dirt tracks back then with the uh, turbine wheels. Uh, the turbine and wheels are cool. Those are probably I the still, cheap wheels. I still had them. I have no plans for them, but I'm not going to, I won't sell them. I don't know why. I just have like a weird, I, I just can't get rid of them. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I, got, I got a soft spot for those. My dad's got a Grand Wagon here that's got the turbines. They're cool. I always get like the people on Facebook and Reddit and stuff like I'll post an old picture like that or I'll post like a new like the most current one and they'll be like, You ruined it. <laughs> you it ruined it. You've destroyed it. You're the purists. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you don't even understand. Ninety percent of that floor had to be gutted out of it. It was a piece Every, of junk anyways. Everything but the outside was just trash. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, I would have you know, somebody else would have fallen out going down the highway. <laughs> yeah, or would be in a junkyard because they just give up on it. Like, oh, the floors are gone. Time to get rid of it. It's just this doesn't have an OB, OBD2 sensor. Get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> OBD2 I, sensor. <laughs> I can't. I can't read multi uh, <laughs> multimeters. <laughs> this is honey, honey. This is junk. Get out of here. <laughs> I need me one of the modern vehicles. That's too funny. How's the Renix? Speaking of OBD two, how's the mm-hmm. Renix stuff? Uh, you know, on and just general use. Have you had any like weird electrical or vacuum related things, or has it just been has it been solid? Uh, Come as an OBD two guy myself. <laughs> so the uh, only thing I've it's always had this since I've uh, since I've owned it. It's always had this like once in a while random like high idle startup and. uh the the Renix ones, they they um, idle air control sensor is um, oh no the throttle throttle position sensor is uh, variable. You can adapt the amount of voltage it gets, unlike oh. the HOs where they're fixed. So hmm. you have to make sure that you have it angled where the volt is a percentage to the idle air control sensor. Otherwise, it gets funky and it starts to idle high. Weird. I've done that. I've che- I've checked it, and it's never really fixed it much. It might have like pushed it back a little bit from like you know the the time gaps in between, but it's always gone back to it. So I kind of just gave up on it. I just I go underneath there. I do the old uh, Tim the Toolman. I'll slap a couple wires. I'll start it back up, and it's usually good. <laughs> but um, that's about the only thing I've ever had an issue with. Um, but yeah, sensors like that on the Renix are definitely harder to figure out if you're not used to it, then the HO where you can just slap a sensor on and you're good. Yep. Um, the nice thing, I guess, is I like working on mine because my passenger side, the uh, besides the fender, and like there's like three relays, three or four relays, and then the block. There's nothing in the middle. I have an oil filter. That's it. There's I have a just a big old hole to the ground. There's not all these extra wires. Like My buddy who has ABS on his, it looks like a pain in the ass. Mm. You got to work around all that stuff. Yeah, the ABS stuff. That's nah, it's worthless. <laughs> but it's, I think Luke, you just teed yours off, right? Because you, you yeah, ABS. brother. <laughs> just put it to a T. <laughs> that was one of those things where I was going wheeling, whether that was perfect or not, and just kind of haven't fixed it yet. But it's it's fine. It's it's got great brakes. It's okay for now. Um, when I fix it, I'm just gonna run like a AN 
you know, line straight down the upper link and call it a day. Uh, just one line. So it it doesn't matter. One thing people don't like, I think, about the Renix overall is uh, a lot of people hate on the uh, cooling system. Yeah, think, fuck that shit. I hated mine. I still have it. I'm not going to Oh, I, my God. Gross. I, I, uh, <laughs> it's easy. I don't have these many too many caps in the way, you know? I don't know. I, I refreshed the cooling system and took out the AC condenser, and I've done two or three thermostat changes in. Every I don't know why it does not hit 200 even in August on the trail. Oh. I, I turned the system on maybe once, like the electric fan. I have it on a toggle switch. It might go on once or twice a year. That reminds Weird. me, Graham. When you come down here for that month, we're also going to put in my e fan. That takes like two seconds. It's two bolts. Yeah. Yeah, and then we have to wire it. It's fine. Don't worry okay. about it. We'll deal with that <laughs> later. You're um, putting it to a switch or to the factory wiring. I don't even know if the factory wiring is still there. Like it should be. Where would it go? Would you cut it off? I don't remember why it doesn't have one. Okay, it's oh, been God. that long. <laughs> Mine just stopped working one day, and I was just like, "Eh." Switch. Just gonna put a switch in it. It's easy. Just keep an eye on the uh, gauge. I'm jealous. Yeah. I wish mine would run that cold. Yeah. See, I'm a, the only time it kind of sucks is like. I got to the point where I'm too lazy to put the full doors on. So I, I had my original doors. I didn't cut those. I found mm-hmm. donor doors and, uh, I put the, I wheeled last winter, you know, in like February and I didn't put them on and cause it doesn't get hot. There's no heat. It, even if you shut the vents off, there's still cold air blowing out that vent. So weird. Yeah. You just got to bundle up. That's the only time that, the that you gotta get heated seats. Yeah. There you my, go. Now we're I talking. Have, technically, I do. I have these. Uh, I put RX8 seats in mine. That's different. Mazda, and oh. uh, they're electric. Uh, they have a uh, built-in heaters. Huh. That's cool. Do you have them? Do you have them plugged in or? Uh no, 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 no. But they're there. You need Milwaukee battery <laughs> works mint, from what I hear. Twelve volt battery. It's like the fire extinguisher I keep in the Jeep. It's empty, but it's there. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's for looks. It's for uh, the imaginary safety. The thought that counts, I thought. Well, I mean, it, it means you used it once, or maybe multiple times if it's empty. Um, I know one time I grabbed it to lift it up, and the pin wasn't, you know, didn't have the plastic tag on it, so the pin fell out, and it went off for a second when I picked it up. I think I've had maybe one or two of those events. Hopefully it wasn't pointed at yourself. No, no. Point at the wife. It's okay. Oh, jeez. She doesn't need oxygen, right? It's fine. (laughs) You know, Richie's not here today, so he would normally be telling the story of, like, the multiple times he's hit me with a fire extinguisher. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, I need to get one, uh, get a new one. Those... Kitty ones from Walmart. I don't know. I've had, a, I think I have one or two house ones that also don't have the tag. So I guess they're hit or miss on if you're going to get that little safety clip on it. Cause especially for us, the, the metal pins just don't stay in when you're, you know, bouncing up and down. Yeah. Well, I know. Didn't they change them? This was years ago at this point, but they used to let him make them with plastic handles. And then the plastic handles started breaking when people needed them. So they, then did a recall on all of them, and now they need to have metal handles. Um, yep. 
Maybe, These are metal. Maybe the designs change. Oh, I don't, I don't know then. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. That it's empty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna work no matter what. Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have. I don't have a mount for that, so that might not help either. It just kind of like wedges itself between the tunnel and the seat. So yeah, I don't have my... any. I don't have any anchor mounts in the back of this thing. It's just kind of like, if it's held in, it's gonna hopefully stay in. <laughs> That's look on the edge. Mine yeah. lives under my driver's seat. Just it kind of flops around. It'll wedge itself somewhere and then it stays and it's happy. Um, it's fairly accessible. It never wedges itself in there hard, but I should probably mount it. Mine there. is hard mounted. Funny enough, wow. mine is of yeah. all the other things that you need yeah. to do. Hard mount. <laughs> did you just zip? Did you like hose yeah, clamp it to the to the? Yeah, I use self tappers and put it right into the side like right underneath the window where like the little gap is like where the old spare tire mount is put it right there oh look at that did you use the little yeah. shitty plastic mount or is it like a decent mount? uh mine is the shitty plastic one sadly but it's mounted <laughs> okay okay i mean yeah that that works it's better than nothing i can't say shit yeah but now i mean it, it's attached that's about the best best we're gonna get for now <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll mount it into like the center of the tunnel that's left over with the actual mount, so it's right there. Maybe convenient spot you could do it on the lower control arm, like right on the top oh. of it, so it's super accessible when it flips over. People could just be like, "Oh, nice!" Then you can—it's like one of the, a really cheap um, fuel suppression or fire suppression system. Yes, you hit yes. it from the bottom. Don't even have to open the hood. There's a fire. You just pull the pin and pull the string. <laughs> <laughs> or you put it on so oh, hear me out hear me out hear me out thermostat you have it set up so it's set to a little like a switch because you don't really you know you're not really overheating much but if it ever gets hot enough that thermostat's gonna be pegged if there's a fire right so you set it up so that way it's that works. no no no, no. <laughs> that's exactly how it works <laughs> you set it up under the hood once it pegs over like 250 just let that bitch roar and it's automatic and then you ain't gotta touch it it's fucking mint <laughs> I'm thinking um I got the rub rails underneath the back doors that I made. I could if next time I bash in a tree, you know, smoke show. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Just stick it right on the rubber rail. Also, since we were talking about fire extinguishers, I didn't realize that the Synergy quick release fire extinguisher mounts are down to like thirty five fucking bucks right now. Damn, that's cheap. Which ones are those? Uh, it's the ones where you uh, hose clamp them to your cage. Oh, okay. With the pin yeah, that you pull it's out. It's got the pin and the, the swivel piece. Yeah. yeah See, like I literally have one that... Um, yeah. I put one on Sean's, but I literally have one that... Uh, oh, boy. Why can't I remember his name? Um, I think I'm going to uh, grab one of those for my rig and just put it on the B-pillar. Yeah, either way. I have... I'm I'm I am totally blanking for some reason. I should know his name. Uh, it's literally the same mount, but he made it, and it's got it's like steel it, so you can just weld over it. It's super cool. I've never used steel it before. I did Sean's, and I was kind of geeking out over it. Um, yeah, I just don't have any good place to mount it. <laughs> and I have that. I have things. like the flare, the little flare extinguishers, the um, element ones, which. I mean, they look kind of cool, and they're really easy to just kind of slap somewhere. I've got one of those on a ca on the cage in the back, kind of not ideal, but 
It's better than nothing. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm probably going to grab two of those mounts, put one in the back so it's nice, quick, easy to grab by the fuel cell, and then one on the B-pillar. That'll be sweet. Thank you for reminding me about needing to mount my fire extinguisher, guys. Great. <laughs> You're welcome. What would you do without us? Uh, probably catch fire and die. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. <laughs> well, if you can't bring a fire extinguisher, at least bring some marshmallows. Or a 9mm. At least off yourself before you burn to death. Either uh, or. I thought you were going to say shoot the gas tank so it goes up faster. Oh, but no, but you could vent the gas tank so that way it's exploding the opposite way. That's mm. not a bad fucking idea. Now you got me thinking. Uh, yeah, that works. Um, <laughs> so, say, the, way that, the way that my, the fuel tank's in the back, I'll, if I roll, I'll probably just set off on fire anyway. No, you'd be surprised. So Mine didn't leak at all. I was yeah, uh, his honestly went over. The dribble, uh, it but it great. didn't do shit. I was on. Fortunately, I rolled onto the correct side, so it was. No, I actually didn't. What? I rolled on. Which side did I end up on? No, I did. I rolled all the way over, and then it was on passenger side. So that was um, filler neck up. So there's oh, no there holes go. on that bottom side. So, and I know I I actually should change my um rubber hoses for that but even then i don't think it would have leaked it's a sealed system so uh it's been good i haven't had any issues with it so you'd probably be fine yeah we'll have to test it one day yeah one of these days yeah a cage is definitely the cage is definitely the plans no you would you do a um would you build it yourself or go with one of like the exofab um welder d and if so what I think the welder D one is just like it's too good for the price versus me not knowing how to build a cage. Yeah. And get the and the it's price a of metal. Good, yeah, it's a pretty good starting platform for sure. Both of those are pretty good options. They leave some I, room for extra work to be done, but you can mm-hmm. easily do a lot of that. You can e- you can usually talk to them and tell them to extend the tubes so you can actually get the nodes you need, and then you can just get flat you know, a single couple stretches of tube and you don't need to put bends in on some of the extra pieces that they leave out. So my big issue is, um, with having the two door and having a kid now, Mm. I want to have access to let her be in it, but so I can't, you know, Mm. but I want, I want a safe a pillar, you know, with triangulation, but the, I mean, safe B pillar with triangulation behind the seats for the driver and passenger. But, I don't see that working well. I don't know if um I I almost feel like Windows like the D want the I think uh I would just maybe keep a harness bar with some triangulation underneath it for the uh pillar behind the back bench. I'm never gonna do anything with her in it that would you know, not the plans to try to tip it. You know, I wouldn't go and do like a you know, one of the main climbs of a trail. Knowing that I might land on my roof with it's her fun- in it. It's funny you say that though, but the two times that I've almost rolled over with both times, once was not even, I was turning around and then I just kind of got off camber. Second time was on an obstacle I've done five million times. Graham's first rollover ever was on the dumbest rock possible. Um, our buddy Colin, his two, like his two rollovers are, well, I guess flops and one rollover. One was his girl. His girlfriend was driving, 
and she just went up on a rock and it took like so to say that i don't know man i don't i don't you obviously you do you your kid you know i'm just you know giving my opinion and shit uh i don't know i don't see that working well like especially with the like unless well, you do like a middle seat think about something. mark's cage though um he, he has he four doors all the, he could fit all the true his ah, four shit. doors if you take yeah. out the windows your rear windows that could become a more viable option because at least you'd have you take the windows out because then there's ease of access you know you can you can crawl the fuck out the windows i don't think is, that's where the windows the b pillar on the two door sort of lines up with that back seat kind of doesn't it uh what do you mean lines up with the back seat uh like where is the window in relative to the back seat in the two door with the long ass window uh it comes up in front of the back seat like so you on can my see out setup the back window like if you were sitting in the back of a two door xj could you see out that side window oh yeah yeah like i have okay. the little uh, flaps on those on my back ones and i could pop them open from the driver's seat yeah oh, oh those are worth okay. money those are, are fancy fancy yeah. two door things that Break. They're cool until you have a family and you <laughs> want to start integrating them into the off-roading, you know, wheeling. Because uh, I think the only in the I front, think the on, oh yeah, maybe. But then the shifters <laughs> be hitting somebody. Yeah, true. I think the only thing I could think of if I wanted to make it the best system would be basically what just copy what Nick Joner did and just cut the roof and make it into basically a four-door with two. That's not a bad idea. That'd be probably the best thing if I wanted to make it as strong as I could. Mm-hmm. Just basically custom make the whole side, make my own openings. Yep. But that hmm. sounds like a lot more work than uh, than what it might be worth. Yeah, I guess it depends on if you want a roof or not. You could probably keep. If you, eh, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a purist, but that's like a lot of, that's a lot of cutting. Um, yeah. For, I don't want to say not a lot of gain. I just don't know what, what your best option. I, you could just put tube clamps on, on the uh, the B pillar structure. I mean, if you just did a, uh, either a crossbar or an X, right? You don't need to go. Well, I guess you need the harness bar too. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, you want, uh, you know. Ease of access. If you're in a situation, you need to get out. Fire. Yeah. The last yeah, thing I want to be is worried about. Tube clamp. <laughs> That's I'm not, not gonna a... do a tube clamp with a fire. And my daughter's strapped into a child seat. You know. Yeah, that that would be bad. Um. Hmm. I don't know. That's a hard Just... uh, engineering problem right there. Sell it and buy a four door. Yeah. <laughs> Which would suck. I said no two door I'm gonna... ever. I'm gonna sue Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> how dare they yeah how dare they make their vehicle not accessible <laughs> that's definitely that's a... been something i've been thinking about but it's it, uh you know what maybe uh if i maybe i could do like a rear pointed seat with the back half cut off like the old uh subaru brats like pointed towards the back yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to go down the trail and there's just some kid just staring at you? 
<laughs> just waving. <laughs> you turtled up on a rock and they were just laughing. Just a kid staring at you laughing, yeah. Imagine <laughs> going down a steep climb though, facing backwards. That's gotta feel fucking horrible. It'd be funny. I, I think that'd be super fun. I oh, think wow. going up something would be worse. Yes. Yes, it would. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. you're closer to the ground. You know, you're closer to the, the it's area. It's like a gonna... roller coaster, but you can't see what you're doing. Can't see what you're doing and no idea what's coming up. Wait, yeah. you keep your eyes open on roller coasters? What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh, sorry, wow. I'm not a pussy. <laughs> oh, Mom, shit. pick me up. The adults are fighting again. <laughs> I was not. I wasn't tall enough to go into the rides. You know, <laughs> uh, he'd be good friends with Buckley. I think Buckley's only five 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 six as well. <laughs> Short Kings United. Kane the Cow was not on my list. Dude, I'm also on the cups guy. <laughs> oh, I'm. Dude, I get way too motion sick on teacups. Can't do it. Can't do it. But swings. Oh, sign me up. I'd go on every fucking swing available. Yeah. Not much he of a roller coaster person. Now you're getting the innu- innuendos. There you go. <laughs> I thought that was part of owning an extra. I thought that was like a given. <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> oh, well, shit. Definitely no XJ drivers having a, uh, you know, an Ivy League you know, degree underneath their belt. That's for sure. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they're all driving Land Rovers if they've got a degree under their belt. Or a Porsche. Yeah. I'm trying to or find a, a dumb enough one to buy my Range Rover if you know anybody. Any of those <laughs> Ivy League fellas. <laughs> Is it a cool Range Rover? Or it's like not. a new one? Like 2000. Ooh, so it is the cool ones. No, I don't so, know anybody, but I'll ask around <laughs> if I hear another, anything. Another freebie. Another HOA landmark. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just we're, we're getting rid of XJs? We're just gonna all buy Range Rovers and build Don't them. Do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea. I'm in. Sign you can't me up. Take the thing out of park without the battery connected. Well, I didn't say I'd leave it factory. Uh, <laughs> I did see a video someone sent me today of a guy with a same Range Rover put a small block in it. Didn't uh Texan do something like that? It was on tons he, and Yeah, he had a really weird one. It was like you were saying, I think it was on tons, but they were like Land Roverified tons, so one side was like a six foot long axle shaft, the other side was like fourteen inches long. It was great. That's Absolutely cancer. So you know, weird. we're talking a lot of shit about Land Rovers, Range Rovers, but there was a group of guys that came to um, Brookridge one time. I think they were from New York, and these things were like decked out. I mean, they were typical Land Rover guys. Like these were six oh nines, high nines, whatever they were, with forty twos on them. Like, and they they were going on. They were, they drove them there. And granted, Brookridge isn't the hardest property in the world, especially when you're on forty twos, but. Uh, you know, driving from New York to Brookridge was kind of neat. Yeah, that's a rip. Were you there, Cody? I don't remember. I don't, honest to God, I've been trying to think if I was, but none of that rang a bell. And they were like cool old, I don't, I don't know Land Rover as well enough, but like 
maybe 90s Land Rovers. Somebody who's listening probably knows them. But yeah, no that's clue, man. Land Rovers 3. Yeah. I just picked them up for free and hope to sell them. <laughs> Do they go for yeah. good money? Um... I'm seeing there's that's the issue is like the ones I do see are going for around like 5k for that same range with the same motor, but you only get like maybe two or three that pop up. You know, there's like so few in between of a distance. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I got got something for you. So for DOT tires, what is your favorite tire, and what do you think is the absolute fucking worst DOT tire for crawling? Oh, let's see. So, I've mostly been on BFGs a lot for most of my stuff, but I do really want to try those. I don't have too much experience with, with uh, changing tires as far as we want. They've, I do want to try those Yokohama Geo Lander MT ones that look like a KM2, but more you know aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think those. Oh are like, yeah, the ones that are like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those do look sick. If you do Josie get a pair, no, no, no. These are like the ones that like it looks. It's weird. It's like straight lines, but they're like little like oblong square things, and it's like a straight line, like three of them, and then like above it an offset. It's almost like a swamper, but not really. I'll have to pull up a picture and show you. They're kind of weird. Yeah, it looks like a like a cam two or like a cam two with more spacing in between all the lugs. Almost, I think that one will be a cool one to try. These iron, I have Iron Man's um, MTs, and they're doing just a they're doing great. I think they're hooking up better than the uh, cam twos I used to run. But then again, that might be also because I have B locks now. So I think anything yeah, will run better with B locks. I can True. tell you, I think I think the worst. Tire I've seen on the trail at least was uh Thornbirds. Yep. <laughs> those, do, those things do fucking suck. <laughs> I mean, those in the Patagonarias. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for the Patagonias to come out because I know you had a set because I was scrolling through your Instagram. <laughs> I thought they looked cool at one point. I got them on a good deal. The dude sold the truck before he put them on, still had his name on the shipping labels. I think I paid like 600 bucks for them and had to buy a fifth just for the spare. And then I sold them with my wheels. And I made a decent profit on them because that's when they started going up in price. Mm. The dude I'm friends with, he bought them. He only ran them for like two trips before he sold them. And he got some, I think he got some Coopers or something. He's like, these tires aren't it. What, the Patagonias or the Coopers? The the Patagonias. He's, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he ran the for two trips at Roush. And he was like, yeah, no, not not good for this. No. But uh, yeah, I that's why the uh the 37s were never really in the plan. My one buddy with the um, TJ that's got tons on them now in 40s. He had these things for like one like one year, you know, and they had like 80 percent of the tread. These Iron Man MTs on uh. Battleborn B locks, and he's like 500 bucks. I said, I'm coming. <laughs> My dad yeah, the- picked them up actually when he came down to visit the one time because he's in the middle of us. So, and you I like those? Like, the, they're, they're doing a lot better than the Patagonias. No, that's, that's not hard. Sure. 
<laughs> it's, it's not it's not hard i I've, I've been very impressed the only thing is um i don't think they'll be good without a b-lock because they do not have much bulge to them like if i think they start to look like 10 psi at like 7 psi you know like they don't really i didn't have any traction at all at uh 10 psi in the snow so it was like ice skates so you gotta really i think drop them down to have any good performance but once you do once they start to bulge out the side that's when they shine i really liked my uh setup with the nittos but i had to tape my uh inner beads to get them to actually start doing anything and i have to run them at like five to six psi and they look like they're probably still at like 20. I think the last trip I had them out was like six or seven, and they started doing really well, and I was happy with them. So, yeah, the lower you go, the more they perform. But I, I don't know. I'm new to B lock, so it's like I've been running 10 psi off row for so long. I don't know if I should just like pull the cores and just see how they go. You know, like put like two psi in them and see what happens. Probably like five. Running five, six and a half—that's the magic <laughs> number. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you go to Stickies and you finally become cool and you buy a set of those 351225 R17 uh, traps, that's when you'll really arrive and have to actually start going back up and You can't, pressure. though. We've had this conversation. You can't. You can't get those traps. They're meant for side by sides. And the, no, the... those. Um, there's the 35s that are meant for side-by-sides, and then the 15 and 17s have load range C. Mm, I don't think so, because I would have already looked at them. We were looking at them at the shop a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we came up with the conclusion that they were for side-by-sides. They were like 1,800 pounds per tire, which was not coming out to the right amount. That's plenty. Uh, Stare them up. Yeah, that's it, plenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is, except for you can pop a fucking low D tire with a stick. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you really want to go thinner sidewall, sure. My I'm load range minor load range C's. Pretty fucking good. Yes, my, I, it's a joke. Minor C's. Most people do run C's as well. But I'm pretty sure I think that's smaller than a C. Well, it wasn't a very good joke, but uh, <laughs> your life's a joke. Yeah. I'm gonna need well, you to go to the bathroom and think this over. Come back. You have a five minute break. <laughs> Come back with a better joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, Google. I think for for sure. I think the worst tire. Uh, maybe just me. I've driven on the road with three different sides of the uh, Goodyear MTRs, and every time it felt like I was on a cobblestone, even in a draw <laughs> in a parking lot. Probably just a bad just, batch. Just a bad batch, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> that's an ongoing all of them you just you got yeah. bad luck all from the same batch did they have like a bad batch at one point for like a uh, like their 40s or something this is like yeah. 42s or they had something that was their excuse to one of the guys we talked to i I don't know if it was an excuse uh or what the deal is but i don't know where that where that originated from but we we know a guy who ran them in the 42 flavor uh and he had multiple blowouts on the highway with them just like brand new tires blowing out for no good reason um and now he doesn't gotta have the gotta have the cheater bead inside just ready to go (laughs) and then our other 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 buddy colin who you i think you know from social media uh you know (laughs) he's he's blown about 10 of the things uh skinned them alive or you know 
just doing stupid things. And granted, he does run them down to nothing, but, you know, the joke still is he pops a tire, it's a bad batch. So, or he blows a bead. He doesn't do that anymore with the bead locks, but it used to be like an every trip thing. Again, more of the rim that was causing the issue, but uh, <laughs> you know, just another easy way to make fun of uh, MTRs with their yeah. stupid tread pattern that's not symmetrical. You're talking about Colin Bates? Yes. yes. Master Bates. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny. I talk to a bunch of people, but they're just like pen pals because I don't really, you know, I don't go out of Roush, and the times I do, I don't I always go out at like events. So I talk to a lot of people, but will I actually meet them one day? That's the question. Yes. Well, yes, I suppose will. that this is a really good time to invite you to Good Evening Ranch Labor Day weekend. Well, and like, I'm giving you like six months of heads up here, so you can figure out your vacation not, schedule. Not like his, uh, like, not like the cheat sheet. Here's your cheat sheet. Uh, put your answer out um, right before the podcast. 22 minutes in advance. <laughs> <laughs> no stress, but you, we do need an answer by the end of this uh, sentence. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, this, the stress comes from, oh, uh, we're starting. <laughs> I, I did hear that, that, that um, the Web Wheelers was going to be not at Roush. Um, are you getting oh, no. tired of the trails? I mean, obviously, you run the thing long enough, you're going to want to venture out. Different, I think I, I think the long term, it'll still be at Roush, but we had a blast at Good Evening last year, so um, yeah, we're going to give it a shot and see uh, see what the verdict is with people. But tradition, the Web Wheelers Ball is traditionally a Roush Creek trip, not a Good Evening. There's There's been many arguments about about this um, internally because <laughs> some people don't want to but, Colin. Colin but you know at least for this one we're, we're going that out that way just to play around a little more we think it'll be fun no, I yeah. know I talked to you guys a lot but I don't know technically location wise like are you guys closer to the good evening ranch in oh no no Six hours further. <laughs> six hours further. It's twelve hours, and six, it, Roush is only six hours from me. Like so 14. I know I'm not good at math. Oh, it's fourteen right, hours. Up, so it's fucking eight hours Sorry. further. <laughs> oh, great. I mean, <laughs> shit. We're like it. two more hours. Oh, we're in Tennessee, relax. right? Like, fine. Luke just changed it because he wants it closer to him. That's the answer. <laughs> no, I changed it because I got That's pissed right. at fucking uh, how much I spent. With uh, well, that's just because you couldn't wheel because your fuel pump blew up and then axle shaft <laughs> and then his butthole was bleeding and then I was puking. Yeah, puked, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that one I wheeled two days. I blew the transfer case out on the end of the second day, so I got two full days in there. Thank you. Oh, okay. That's, I don't know how good evening ranch is, but it's always a constant thing between people arguing online uh, of like. Anthracite price, like AOAA pricing versus Roush, and well, Roush's prices yeah. are re- just absurd. I don't know what what the deal is there. I mean, I know it's a big park; there's a lot going on, but it's it doesn't get any easier to swallow that pill every time no. it goes there, and it seems like it only goes up. Which I don't know. I'm not sure. I am not a financial expert. Um, <laughs> I cannot do your taxes. Uh, I don't know what your insurance costs are, but eh, just seems a little steep. Makes From it what tough. I'm told, they don't 
that there's uh they don't technically own the land. I guess it's owned by somebody, so they raise the prices for like the lot oh. fee. I oh, I haven't talked to. That's just the rumor. I haven't asked the guy that runs the place. You know, I'm not. I'm not a big deal. I'm not. Uh, you know, going to these big events. I, you know, who's some random guy just showing up and asking you about, you know, who owns this place? I'm not a. Yeah. Show Why me. Why does she cost me so deal. much? <laughs> I've, I, I still prefer Roush Trails over, you know, AOAA. But yeah, when you can compare to thirty-five dollars of no membership to a park that's, I guess, technically it's state funded is Anthracite versus the one. I think it's like one twenty. I think or something like that for their first day there. At Roush, it is yeah. a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Uh, another thing that has been tentatively discussed, I think, between Graham and myself, uh, probably around midnight, was trying out Paragon once Paragon's open again. Mm-hmm. That's uh, definitely gonna be interesting. I I would like to see how they organize it. I'm thinking, if I had to guess, it might be the same as how Delaware, where we have surf tags, where you could drive on the beach. You have to have a special, you know, plaque. You pay for it, and that gets you in. Mm. And they have, I think, it, if it's going to be a state-funded thing, and it's not going to be like a anthracite setup, if it's going to be, it might be that way. You know, you're going to have special tags that you buy on your vehicle. Yeah, but like, if right. it's reasonably priced, it might be a good Roush alternative. True. I heard a lot of old school guys around here say that they preferred there before you know over roush when it was open yep yeah we uh we talked to jason and kremer um he said something similar so i'm excited for that uh good evening's a good time we're just partying it up this year seeing what people think and i mean for me it's definitely going to remain a at least once a year park just like aop is and Roush is not that for me anymore. Once but, a year? AOP once a year? You live an hour away. Yeah, well, I'm saying I have to go at least once a year. If I'm going to keep doing long trips, it makes it harder to do or want to go and do a bunch of local trips with my ability to repair stuff at the moment. You got a driveway. I do. <laughs> it's even your own driveway. And you're in I Tennessee. Do. People wouldn't look twice if you had a motor apart in that thing. <laughs> they wouldn't, but I really don't like working in the mud or working on mm-hmm. well, fresh gravel. I'll tell you what, I'm building my motor in a bonafide swamp. Uh, so <laughs> hey, we have you, a pump. You'll okay. figure it out. It pumps it, the water out. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a... It's a you, what you want to do is you want to... If you're close, someone close to like your cousin, you want to use their house. And be like, oh, I just need to change the spark plugs. Oh, yeah. well, Marvel's <laughs> kind of like a cousin. Pretty much. He, <laughs> he cares like a cousin, you know? I need to do an yeah. oil change real quick. Mm, Oops, yeah, just a motor real quick out. oil change. <laughs> oh, there's metal in the oil. <sighs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Not again. No excuses, Luke. You got a driveway. Plenty of excuses. Um, Including, but not limited to, Sam's is like an hour and ten minutes away, and Trail Trash is an hour and ten minutes there away. Go. They're perfectly well equipped to uh, uh, help you. I'm inviting Terrible. them. I'm inviting you to their their uh, their garages. So yeah, it's um, going to Sam's at some point or Trail Trash, but most likely Sam's uh, by the end of the month. So that'll be cool. There you go. Um, yeah, 
A garage is definitely uh, I think anybody lazy. that does any type of car stuff, a garage is definitely has to be on like the high priority list of the house. Yeah, you know? I the house, yeah, yeah. I used to have a shop, so going from a shop to the driveway has been a rude awakening. Mm. You know, I'll 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 say Luke, I was definitely a little lazy between when we got rid of the Beverly shop to uh you know when me moving out to Springfield and then my motor blew up and now mm-hmm. now it doesn't matter. <laughs> right back in the swing we're, of things. We're back to the grind, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking this weekend. The switch we... fucking flipped. <laughs> this this weekend there literally was no space. It was just Jeeps being fucking worked on. It was like, like a top of the driveway, <laughs> bottom of the driveway, mid, like it was a mess. We had the fire going for the girls and like, our hands would freeze. We'd go over like burn them out and then go right back to what we were doing it was a fun time <laughs> i saw that post i thought it was hilarious what you uh said something like people complaining about how you're gonna take the motor out if you ever have to and i'm just because oh, yeah, yeah. you know motors come out every week so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing with like windshields like with the spreaders it's like yeah because you know i this 30 year old windshield that's never been taken out is definitely going to come out the day i put the cage on oh yeah of course and that's how it works Yes, it's just people just yeah. complain about anything. <laughs> as soon as soon as I put that uh, that crossbar in, when I post, I, I forget what it was. It was some uh, like front end Friday or something on Club XJ or something. <laughs> Somebody was like, "How are you gonna take the engine out without tube clamps on that?" I was like, "Well, what do you think, genius? Like, clearly, I'm going to cut it. I just didn't need them at that point in time, and I was in a crunch for other things, and I didn't have any on hand. I gave them all to other people, so." I didn't get any. Will travel. Oh, no, no. Not even a Sawzall. We just... Big angle grinder. (laughs) I I love Club XJ. You know, it's just... If I get bored, I'll just go on there and it'll just entertain me. (laughs) Your posts are hilarious. Your comments are hilarious. And sometimes your posts, too. You post sometimes. But your comment... You always are commenting. It is a hoot. Because... You know, when you work this shift I do, when you get off in the day and you get to see the, you know, the people that don't have jobs, I guess, get on there. Yep. You know, it's just the funniest thing ever. I mean, you know, not everybody is, uh, not everybody has common sense, but I mean, some of these things they put on. It's just low effort, right? (laughs) It's fun to mess with them. Uh, It's like they're the reason why the people at at AutoZone ask you if it's four-wheel drive or two-wheel for a windshield wiper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, it is. So, Mike, you got any questions for us? Uh, let's see. Um, trying to think. Like, so you're in Tennessee. For some reason, I thought that a lot. I I'm not stalking anyone's accounts or anything. I don't know. Like, I thought most of you guys were up in like the like Mark. Mark's area up in the New England. Yes, I used to live there. So, so yeah, we uh, the most of us. So like originally, it was two Massachusetts, two Connecticut. But then uh, he moved to Tennessee, so now it's like us three up here, and then him down there. Now he's wheeling at Windrock, you know, and you guys are up in the snow till July. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of snow, I haven't been wheeling. Yeah, I'm getting back to it, but like, uh, just haven't been Ron's going out. An much. off-road podcast, 
doesn't wheel. Fitting. <laughs> yeah. Like um, three, three out of four. Okay, here. but hold on. You're tell that's like saying like okay, okay, Ben these, The uh, directors of the, batch, to this the Bachelorette, person? and then they're like, well, he ain't fucking. So why is he the, like the head of the Bachelorette? <laughs> like this guy don't know how to fucking dick down. Like I don't know, whatever Jersey. Sh- I don't fucking know. I was trying to make a reference. <laughs> yeah, they are like, like half that of old. It. It's like that old saying, if you can't do, you teach, you know? If you can't do, you oh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, basically. Typical um, off-road podcasters don't even wheel. <laughs> I made it out, like, six times or eight times last year, I think. Uh, just this. Bring out the well, ducks. It's more than some people. Yeah. That. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I probably get out, like, maybe four or five times a year, to be honest. You know, I... You say as much as you want as you can, but it's not always like that when you break stuff or you have something else going on. It's a yeah, I, hobby for sure. It can be. I mean, if your if your rig is solid and you can go out every weekend, that's sweet. But it's definitely a, a life yeah. absorbing thing if you're doing that. I do see a lot of um, was it Ocean State Jeepers? Is that the group? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're at a all the time. Yep. They're doing some cool wheeling out there. I like to check that out. Yeah, their club's pretty big too, so they've always got they've got a lot of um there's always events from what I understand. Or not events, but runs that they're doing because they have so many people. So they can always find ten people to go to a go to a property, which is cool. Yeah. It is. I, um Oh sorry. I'll say um I definitely think uh, that will not be uh, out of the question for trying to get to there at some point. I haven't gone anything further than uh, three and a half hours with the trailer. So, I don't know. How's the uh, Dodge, Joe? It, it's amazing compared to that Ford. It doesn't really <laughs> care. Um, it's a 6.4. It's not a 6.7. It's a gasser. Um, yeah, that's fine. I, I daily it. Too. I'd, so. you know... I I love it. I'm laughing every time I uh, go to Sam's Club and I'm getting gas at like three dollars, and I gotta Snapchat my yeah. friends who have diesels and they're paying like six in some states. Ooh. You know, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't care. You know, it doesn't seem to notice the trailer and the Jeep in the back. I will you know. say that with the six two and the Ford, I noticed that it's not a diesel at like mark number or hour number ten. I would say. Um, it just, you know, the constant shifting shit starts to get to me. I don't have that problem with my truck. My truck just like it just loves high RPM. Like if I'm up a hill, if I'm if I'm on throttle whatsoever, it's just screaming. Do you have a muffler on yours? Uh, I do, but it has this wonderful baseball-sized hole right in the bottom of it. <laughs> so it's like, it's not terrible, but it's like just loud enough that it's like, okay, this is sucky. <laughs> yeah. I've got I, a muffler on mine. I take mine off, so I have like a resonator that's like the size of a lunchbox on the back by the bumper, and anything over like 3,000, it sounds like how it should. It's, you know, it's great. Um, but. What what I mean by that, though, is, like, my truck will be, like, because I've got the six-speed, it'll go from, like, sixth to fifth, and then from, like, fifth to fourth, and not make its mind up, so I manually will downshift it before the hill, so I'm already at, like, 3,500 RPMs going into the hill, and then I re-upshift it, and, like, that shit just starts to grind on me after a long 
drive. Like when you're doing twelve hours, it gets old. Um, I've driven but, twelve, but never with a trailer. So we'll see. I wouldn't mind taking that drive out to uh, Tennessee, seeing like Windrock and stuff like that, or Harlan. AOP's where it's at, man. Um, Harlan's a cool property. Windrock is a cool property, but like AOP's an abusement park. I'll get out there. I'll figure it. <laughs> it'll it'll happen at some point. Yeah, let me know um, if you're gonna be out here. I'll figure it out as far as time off and shit. Yeah. One question I definitely was thinking about just now is um, for you guys that have tons, what's because I have tons on my trailer. Um, if I ever put them in, what's one thing that you would say is like a ne- like necessary? Like to me, I think like full hydro. If you're not gonna be driving it down the road, is like a, like do you think ball joint eliminators are required? Nope. These no most uh, necessary thing. Three gear. Go 538. That's a given. It's so it's the most but motherfucking necessary then, Graham. <laughs> I think that was a fantastic answer. Thank you. <laughs> you don't even have tons under your Jeep. How would you know? <laughs> You're right. No, but everyone wants to fucking everybody wants to buy them off me. They're like, so what's the plan with the tons? Well, I don't know yet. Well, I'm, I want to use them for this. Well, they. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I I picked these up for cheap, and so I cannot say no. And it's an 05, It's a 06 technically front and a 04 rear ten and a half. Okay. So I'll just need to space the back out, but nah, you don't even. Yeah, need you don't to. even need to. No, I thought that you was can. like an. In- it's not that much of a difference. There is no. a you can you can you could look you could see it if you're looking at it, but honestly, it's not enough for for me to think it needed spacers. You wouldn't need more than like. Yeah, another a half an inch on each side. I would. Maybe an inch. I don't know. It's, it's an inch enough. difference. But the other thing that doesn't really get talked about is that having a narrower rear axle helps with the turning radius. So I think that's cap. That's good to know. Yeah, I'm uh I was measuring out the garage trying to figure out how wide could I go before I start running into the frame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um I'm gonna have a spotter just rolling into the garage. <laughs> get the wife out there. I squeezed into a pretty uh, narrow garage um, a couple weekends ago. That was, uh, I was surprised. I wasn't sure it was going to fit, but we squeezed it in. It was, a, it was, it was a little, it might have been standard size, but. So was, uh, yeah. he has a two bay garage, Graham. What are you talking about? Not the bay, I, not the bay door I went into. It was tiny. Oh well, he has. Is his, his Jeep still in Craig's there? Jeep is in front of the two bay door. Mine, I pulled it in on the side, which is a small. Oh, he door. might have. He might have added a bay then, because the one that he showed me when so I went I to his house. Been, yeah. oh. It's always two. I don't know. Maybe see the the second door was so small you didn't even know it was a garage door. So, so fit in there. What yeah. I would say, going back to your question though, um, mm-hmm. reinforcing the front end with uh, appropriate tubing off of your main cage supports. Uh, So like running the tubes out to your front bumper and then tying your frame rails into that because my front frame rails literally flop around. And at this point, um, they're so tweaked that they're taking my bumper and moving my bumper up into my header panel and like crushing the header panel out of the way. It's very funny, but kind of sad. 
It looks yeah. like a boxer that's been punched too many times. That's it's definitely the the least talked about issue with the one ton stuff. If you're doing, um, I mean, even with full hydro, technically you're putting pressure on it. You're putting basically yeah. 800, 900 pounds worth of axle on a unibody frame with a stiffener on it, and there's mm-hmm. very little good ways to make that hold up over time and without yeah. redoing a lot of things every time. So it's just, um, I mean, there's braces you can throw across. Um, I think Mark's, Mark built a pretty neat one. Um, I haven't done that on mine, but right. It's just making sure your your track bar is not totally destroying your frame if you want it to last is, yeah. is key for and a lot of that stuff. Even full hydro or not, I would think. I don't think you're... Yeah. Really full hydro really helps because it puts a lot of the force on the axle for the side-to-side movement of it. It helps to prevent that from being transferred into the frame as the track bar now is only locating the axle. It's not helping to provide a point to steer off of. Yeah, you say not- that, but if the rear is not is trying to pull the body the other way, you're still putting all that pressure on it. Yeah, you're you don't have the a lot. steering pressure from it, but... Yeah, it's it's, it's a good quarter reduction, I would say, if not a little bit more, like maybe 37 to 50% reduction. Um, and it stops tearing that area on the steering box and putting that rotational force in front of the track bar, so your track bar is the only force on that frame rail. I would still probably keep the uh, steering box brace just to have... Especially since I cut the cro- the front cross member out for my winch. Yeah, yeah, Definitely you need that stuff. That. That's yeah. huge. Um, I've been trying. I've been meaning to make a track bar brace um, from Mark's video. It's something very similar because I have a, you know, I think everybody has like an aftermarket track bar bracket that yeah. they made is basically yep. the same thing. Uh, I'm using the rough stuff one. So yeah, I'm using a modified Barnes one. Um, and you will eventually like hit a point if you don't have those bars running up front where your whole frame rail will start moving from flexing it. So I've plated all the way from the front bumper back past the coil mount now, and it just moves behind the coil mount now. When you say plated, are you talking about like on the inside of it as well? I'm talking about like uh, underneath and uh, bits on the inside as well, mm-hmm. yeah. Mine's plated on the inside and the outside, and it's still <laughs> finding places to break or, or like pull apart. Even with yeah. those two bolts, you know, the, the uh, track bar mount has the two bolts through the, it sandwiches a bunch of frame layers or unibody layers, and then there's the two through the side. Mm-hmm. Even with all those bolts in and, and tight, it's still pulling apart in other areas around that. It's just all that sheet metal is is just over time you compromise it and then it becomes a problem and there's no good you can't weld them you can't tack weld them together or do anything because they just that just makes it worse it compromises it more and then it just breaks right at the weld uh, yeah it's a ton of fun you just chase <laughs> I, have cracks. I have full stiffeners and uh i still have cracks going to the vents of the doors when you open them up like big uh, well that's just so. a two-door thing so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just know that it doesn't really. That's one of the things I think that slowed me down from the idea of even putting tons in, is the fact that it's just so much stress on a unibody. 
Yeah. You know, I forget who it is, but I bought a kit and I plated the pillars and it helps in everything. But like it's still not the end all be all solution for it. I decide that if I'm gonna if I invest in the money to put these tons in, because I can either sell them and make a money and make some money, or I can put them in. And if I do, I'll save money on having them now. Um, I might as well just go all out because I'm I'm really enjoying having the the stock axles to be like the max at really more than what people would recommend running these things on. So I might as well yeah. go at least I might as well go like forty threes shave you know and full hydro and just be dumb money into these things. Yep. There you go. Just now to make talking. it worth it. I don't. I I mean. Nothing against the 40s, but 40s and tons is like 33s and stock axles. Everybody has them at this point. No offense taken. It just works, though. It's one of those like combos where it ends up being the standard because it kind of does the thing relatively mm -hmm. well. 37s, you don't have enough ground clearance. And 43s, you have to cut so much of the unibody off, you become Kyle, Sl Kyle Stater? Slater? Um, I don't know who you're referencing. I'm sorry. Hall and Crawl on Instagram. The guy that oh, yeah. was on. Yep. Yeah. Um, where you're just copping the fucking unibody apart to get clearance, or like the Prater brothers, where they've got so much cutting done that like they've got rock rods at this point. Rock rods. Rock, rock rods. rods. At that, that point. <laughs> Part of me was almost wondering if uh, I should keep the Bronco too and just keep the frame. Oh just God! To, just to have as a base, but I don't. <laughs> we have a I'll person be... for you to talk to about that too. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Does he have the same body style? Yeah. No shit. Is it the same body style? His is just a little bit older. Oh, didn't know that. I yep. don't know if it's a. Uh, I don't know if I wheel enough to have two. You know, I don't have the space like some people to have two wheelers, and I don't think I go out enough to justify a full buggy type frame off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sometimes it's just nice have to have a full body rig. Yeah, I would agree it's with more, that. It's Lame. more fun when you hear the panels hit, you know, rocks yeah, or when you're raisining things. <laughs> if I end up keeping my XJ and not doing something cool. I'm going to have to chop the front frame rails off. The rear is kind of okay, but like you're going to have to do a lot of work to make the tons last. But I got almost four years now of running one tons um, very hard, and they did really well. Like I've broken two axle shafts now and a bunch of hubs. Was that one guy in the... Um, that what's it called the that XJ for one ton group I can I don't know how you want to pronounce it you know R O X J whatever I'm sure you've seen it it's like the whole front end of it is just tube like you just cut out the firewall and just tube chassis the front of it huh I don't think uh, I know you're talking about Let's see if I can find a picture of it because it looks like it's pretty thought out. I'm sure that just pushes it to the middle, though. Like, how's it connecting to the unit? Yeah, you know, the unibody. Uh, another cool thing is that 
my cross member is trying to rip itself out. It always and is. It's, it's yeah. been doing that for years. It's been doing that for years, except now it's taking the stiffener on the frame rail with it. Rip. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I'm going to yeah, pound so it back into place and weld it. Big hammer. That's what's happening. And then I'm going to put a uh, a runner from my slider down to where it's trying to pull itself apart to use the slider to try and keep it together. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong with that? <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, I put my three link together off of a half of a Quainton kit that I got from a buddy. And, same. Uh, you know, he didn't cut the outer brackets off, so he gave me the center member and the uh, links, and so I made everything else. And then you guys were talking to Nick the one day about the, I guess the calculator. And I was like, you know, I need to bust that out, see what this thing looks like on the. Uh, See if some computer tells me that my shit's gonna fall apart when I go down the hill one day. <laughs> the what the upper the link is only like the I'm at like a ninety nine uh for Dollar. a uh and anti squat. Yeah, that's fantastic. Pretty good. See, I it, like a little bit of squat in the front. Or dive, oh. I guess. Yeah, that's why you love it hopping. Wah, 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 wah. No, that's not what does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that in the shocks, yes, but yeah, well, it's definitely yeah. toned down when you put the coilovers in there. But no, and part of the hopping this year when we were at Roush was the god awful rear shackle angle leaf spring bullshit that was going on, which has since been resolved. The thing actually flexes again. It's amazing. It sits a little awkward in the back, unfortunately, but I made it work. Um, I. I was like, um, I think I was just bored one day after listening, or maybe I was listening in the garage, and I was like, eh. so I put the, um, put my phone with the little bubble uh, level on, and I was like, oh, the fr- the upper link is only 0.5 degrees from being perfect, 90. Mm-hmm. I was like, wonder what the rest of this thing's supposed to look like, because all I really cared about was just getting as much separation at the frame and that percentage at the axle. Mm-hmm. You know, and everything, and everything else is just kind of like slapping together sheet metal that I had laying around, just quarter inch uh, scrap metal that I got. Hey, it works. And it seems to uh, work. Hasn't ripped uh, itself off. All that matters. You look uh, like think, an idiot when uh, it breaks. If it don't break, it's not stupid. <laughs> It'll hold until it doesn't. It's all that yep. matters. I found that guy I was talking about. I think it's. Uh, I got a picture of it. He's. I don't know. Yeah. I don't see anything Slap else. It in here. Let's see. Let's see. Remember this Discord? It's a it's this new age technology stuff. Yeah, this is this is fancy. <laughs> uh, space age blood shit. Yeah, space age. This is like you know. the Reddit for talking to people. You know, like or for yeah, uh, no way. describe it like that. Well, it it sounded better in my head, and then like it kind of faded away as I started talking about it. So now I'm just gonna shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I can see tube work. Oh, that's his exhaust. I'm just. It looks like he plated it right against the frame, uh, the firewall. He tossed it in the general. Let's see. Yeah, that's typically what you do when you Uh, you put a. I think you. Is that the guy that was like the face of Rusty's for the longest time? Is that that same guy? Uh, I can't remember what his name is. I know 
I know the rig that you're talking about. I don't think it was. Yeah. I think it was someone separate. Oh, gotcha. It looks similar with the red and he had the KC lights and shit. I don't remember the dude's name, but yeah, I've I've seen the rig before. That's about standard. It's what I should have done instead of trying to save the frame rails in hindsight, but we can always do it again. <laughs> um, Fix it again, Graham. Yep, that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, say, I wonder if you could just like put tubing through the, uh, you know, cut the floor out and put tubing through there. So it's basically just like a skin over the tubing. So yeah, I mean, you, you can, right? You can, uh, especially if you take the floor out and you cut the front of the, the unibody rail off, you could just put a tube right through it. You'd still have to tie it to the side somehow, right? But um, Usually with more doable. tube. Yeah, I mean, either you'd either have to slug or, you know, drill holes through the the unibody and then, you know, build a, um, you know, tie-ins that go off of that somehow. And I don't know how you... You couldn't weld all the sides of it like that unless you cut the bottom of the unibody rail off too. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the best way to do that would be. I mean, I know there's like... That would probably be overkill. You could probably get away with... You know, jamming. I think it's two by four, three by four that fits the inside the rail. There's some size that fits, and then you know, just at that point, drilling holes and just attaching the inside metal to the outside metal, and then building everything off of that. Uh, I've seen some builds where I mean, it's only like maybe three or so from old form days. People making their own actual frames and cutting out the but they bend it to the same as the unit frame of the of the xj so then the body yeah. gets cut out i never understood that we i don't know if we had a conversation about this on the podcast or not but why would you follow the jeep frame if you're building a tube frame i would cut the entire floor out and and not follow the crappy jeep yeah raise the front super all. high raise the rear super high yeah i agree I don't know. I don't know what I'd do because I haven't done it yet, or even really thought about it too too heavily. But I don't. I don't think I'd do that. And I know I've seen a couple guys. I know there's that one dude who's building the um, like the full frame tube XJ. I, I'm I. I like the work. I I. Don't know how I feel about his, you know, triangulation in the cage, but. Uh, and I, I don't think I'd do it like that if it was me personally, but seems like I'll work for a toaster. Yeah, pretty much. Like Agreed. Just I think if you if you can just address the problems as they pop up, you're almost better off. Especially when you're doing when you're not like it's not a race car, right? We're just it's just a hobby vehicle. It's not gonna blow up catastrophically. Uh you're not gonna like have every wheel fall off and your unibody rip in half on one trip like you'll be able to look at it and be like oh this is breaking or this is starting to break like hell even colin's jeep the thing is literally rotting in half and <laughs> and it's it's mostly fine like you can go and jump it at the moto track or wherever the hell we were at 508 and oh yeah well the the front cross member is ripping off but it didn't rip off and now we can fix it and put it back together like it's it's such a slow decomposition of some of this stuff that like 
is a tube frame from the ground up really necessary? No. Is it cool? Yeah. But is it worth doing just to make it potentially perfect until it fucks up because you designed it wrong? Because you're not an engineer, we're just people in a garage? Like, probably. Like, eh, I don't know. Opinions. They're great. In, in the end, it's still worth only $5,000 because it's an extra. Yep. <laughs> do all that work and it won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyone got anything else? or Because uh, we're hitting that two-hour mark or so. Figure that last call. No, I guess just uh, give us your social medias and where people can find you at, man. Uh, so, social media on Instagram is my... Let's see. Make sure I don't. Class this no, he's got to. He's got to look up the look up that handle. I changed. I changed Linux. it recently. You know. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty-eight Renxj. Um, You know, just I had it as my last name. You know, it was like my first initial last name. But come to find out that uh, the majority of the people that follow me don't really care about Mike. They just okay. care about the Jeep. So. <laughs> If I post a yeah. family photo or something, I get five likes. If I post a picture of a wheel, I could get a hundred. So obviously the masses are speaking. So I was just like, <laughs> it's it's an Instagram page for Jeeps now. It doesn't really have much of my personal life in it. <laughs> I feel you, know. you on that. Um, and then you know you could. It has my phone. It has my name on there, same as my Facebook. If you wanted to find me on Facebook and message me or something, but Instagram's usually the best. Reddit, I'm on it. Not frequently oh. enough to really share my name, but that that is kind of like where I met Luke in a sense to be able to talk nah, to we him. We were fucking with each other on uh, Jeep Form way before that. Was it? Yeah. We just ran was... into each other on Reddit. See, see now, if you had told me you mm. met this guy on Reddit, I probably would have said no to having him come on because just <laughs> the the creatures on Reddit are just not it. <laughs> I think it was. It, I think it was like the the spark was like the picture. Someone's like posted up some stickers. And I posted up the one I have that's like you don't need a uh, one tons. You need driver mod with every other letter being capitalized. And uh, <laughs> Luke was like, leave that Dana thirty in the parking lot. And I was like, okay. and then i realized oh shit i've been following you for a while anyway so yeah i don't cherokee form cherokee form goes way back to when you know and i got the thing i go on there once in a while now but i only i think have like uh, well now you but i only have like three other people that i actually keep in contact with from there that i've met in real life or Otherwise. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Cherokee form or Jeep form, but we talked on one of those two way back in the day when you were first doing your 35s, and it's kind of funny now that we're shooting the shit again. And you're just above, you know, at this point I'm asking you questions. Uh, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person because my Jeep doesn't <laughs> run right. So I told you when I, mine doesn't run, I smack wires and I hope it works, so we're all in the same boat. <laughs> Fair enough. The 30s in the parking lot. And then <laughs> what's the other half of it? Somebody needs to give me another half here. And if you're having an electrical problem, I've got a two-pound ball peen. We'll fix it right up. <laughs>